but I'd rather have the person that's going to get the long-term result. Uh, and, and which is why I'm showing them that I'm saving them a lot more money if they, they, they buy a package. Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. And before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text CASHPT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the CASHPT Lunch Hour Podcast. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host. And today I have serial guest Derek, Dr. Derek Nielsen on the podcast. And... Um, Derek is a physical therapy uh, cash practice owner in Durham, North Carolina. And the reason I say serial because he's been on here a couple times because Derek spent a year working here at our clinic in the cash PD residency. And if you haven't heard Derek's story yet, there's nothing you need to know before we talk about today's episode. But if you want to hear where he is on his journey, go back and check out episode 33 and episode 40. Episode 33 was a look. Like a few months into his residency, episode 40 was almost exactly a year ago from this recording. And today, um, Derek is almost exactly one year in business and cash practice. So Derek, thank you very much and welcome to the show. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me come on again. Yeah, of course. You know, I think you might be, um, besides me, you might be the the, the other like uh most popular, I don't know if popular is right, but your most frequent uh, voice on the show. So <laughs> you've <know? laughs> made a big impact on my business and, and my life. So thank you very much for um, being here today. Yeah, likewise. Definitely. So what I want to do, Derek, it's, it's been a year since you started, right? Like, do you remember, was it, uh, what, was it June? Yeah. May, into May? I can't remember the exact date. Do you remember? Uh, that I started working for you for you working for you. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's almost been a year. I'm, I'm rounding it to a year, but I really yeah. started like two weeks into June. Okay. Awesome. And then we finished up, I think Tyler came in the beginning of May last year and then you finished, I think you took like a week off and like mm-hmm. chilled out, did some stuff and then ramped it up in the beginning of June. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So one of the things that I want to share with everyone, um, there, there are a couple of things that I've shared before, and, and we'll talk about this, but I want to share, like, remember about uh, six months ago, I think you were like, oh man, Aaron, I'm struggling a little bit. Like, what were you doing? How did your business come along? And we sat and we went through my whole calendar from what, 2009 to 2010, and we went through two years of my calendar until I was seeing 15 people a week on average. And that's what you were doing at that point, six months into business. And I remember thinking like, wow, Derek got what, you know, it took me two years to do. He got it in six months. Like you, you remember that, <laughs> that day mm-hmm. we sat down? 
what were you thinking at that time and what was going on at that time? And then after we looked at that, what did anything change? What I was thinking at that time was I was a little bit frustrated because I think I, I got off to a hot start. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, I'm, I'm feeling really good about, Hey, I've got all these patients and this is going to be skyrocketing within no time at the trajectory that I'm on. Um, but unfortunately it didn't go like that. I, the, the hot starts always great, right? Because at least I can, I can get out of the, the negative um, mm-hmm. and start going positive pretty immediate. But then I hit a plateau, um, you know, six months in where I was feeling a little bit frustrated. I wasn't getting out in the community as much. I wasn't getting referrals. I wasn't getting new patients. Um, fortunately, I still had uh, a decent schedule, but it just wasn't going as I had hoped. Mm-hmm. What did you expect? Um, I expected to be full. Yeah. <laughs> I expected a full caseload, which is, you know, if I can, if I can hit 20, 25 a week, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. which I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but uh, now I have more uh, perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but at, at 20 something a week or even a little less, you're still doing okay financially, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's rolling. Yeah. Everything's good. I'm, you know, I'm not too stressed about, about a whole lot. And I've got, um, I've got the funds to be able to put money elsewhere to, to, for marketing and different things like that. Hell yeah. Awesome. So what is it that, uh, that's changed in the last six months? Um, it's really more of the same. I mean, I, I'm still sitting in that 10, 15, 17 patients a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing, I'm doing less, uh, less marketing within the, within Durham. Mm-hmm. So I'm not having to get out in the community near as much, but I'm still sitting on that, um, you know, 10 to 17 patients a week, which allows me to be able to do some more internal stuff and, and SEO and, uh, Facebook and, Instagram and try and figure out more about business without mm-hmm. having to just get out in the community and hustle and grind. Right. Right. And try and build something that's more, um, long-term if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So immediately when you started, it was, okay, what do I need to do to get in patients now, get money now? And now it's turning into, okay, I've got patients now. Like how do I ensure that they're going to keep coming? Yeah, because I, I, I do enjoy getting out in the community every now and again. And mm-hmm. it's fun to meet new people and um, teach people things that they really need to know. But it's it's also, uh, you know, it's usually a, a weekend thing or mm-hmm. a nighttime thing. And it takes away from your life. Right. And and I really like to get set up like, uh, like LeBauer Clinic has, where he doesn't need to go out in the community if he doesn't want to. Um, you know, get the, the back end stuff where the internet's just kind of helping you out. Right. Right. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And that's one thing that I think you hammered home to me. And I, I finally realized is that when you were working here and if we just want to stay steady, like we don't really have to do anything. We just like, like Karen, you're just hanging out, coaching people, not even marketing. I mean, what was your experience with that? Like, you know, how did that, did that like negative effect negatively affect you when you like started your own business and you're like, God, you know, what was no, that positively affected me for sure. Because I knew what I could look, look forward to. Yeah. Cause if, if you're doing it, then I know it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't want it to be like, Oh, well you don't have to do this or not. Or like even my 20 years of like, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, being, I don't even like to say I'm jaded, but like sometimes I say things, I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that to these guys. Cause you know, that's how I feel, but maybe that's not how they feel. Yeah. 
you know. So tell me, so you started in, I think this was pretty impressive. You shared with me some of your results as we went along. And I'm not, and I don't want to share these things to say like, you know, this is the, like, like to brag. But within about, I think within six weeks, was it six weeks? Within two months, you had generated $10,000 in revenue. Remember that. And I think like eighth month, you were like, Aaron, we're over 15000 for the month. And then sometime in January, you're like, dude, we did 5000 in a day. And I haven't even done 5000 dollars a day and now a year out you're close to or over six figures in your business is that is that right uh not quite i i I made it really really close to six figures but i didn't quite get there yeah yeah and you started in like a brand new town you didn't know anyone and so i mean this year i mean this year you're on track to do six figures probably for the second year right Uh, yeah i better be yeah yeah, you better be or what? <laughs> or I'm doing something wrong or I'm probably going to go out of business. Right, right. So, and and the, one of the reasons I want to bring this up is because I feel like a lot of people I've talked to have just the expectation that they want to do this and just, you know, get $4,000, $5,000 a month so they can quit their other job. In your experience, why is that, why is it important Um to either aim high or go big or, or say, look, you know, like, like six figures is a real, a realistic thing. Like why, why is it not a problem for you to sell physical therapy and, and feel bad about charging higher prices? Because I've been on the other side of it. Yeah. I, and, and, and I, I mean, I started with you right out of grad school. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not like a, you know, I didn't, I didn't treat patients in the, at the, um, you know, in the model where people are treating two, three, four patients at one time, I didn't do it for very long, but I did it long enough to know that I didn't want to do it ever again. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that um, and the clinical rotations that I was on and some of the clinicians uh, that mentored me in the rotations, I just felt like there was so much more to give. And I, and then that's when I started searching out, okay, how can I make this work? Is there a different route that I can take? Um, and this is back in grad school trying to figure out, I don't want to go down this route because I'm going to get burnt out and I know I can give so much more. And, um, I knew it was possible to charge more. I knew, I knew that physical therapy, um, it's not just about what, what the public thinks that we give. It's, it's, we give so much more than that. And there's so many people out there that have absolutely no idea, um, what we can offer. Right. And, and once we can, once we can really uh, once we really can let people know what we offer and, and prove to them through testimonials, past patients, um, educating them, uh, price really goes out the window to a certain point. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what kinds of things are you doing or saying to people where it doesn't really matter what you're charging? Uh, well, I, I, give a, I give a satisfaction guarantee, number one. Mm-hmm. So that always helps a little bit. You know, I'll let people know that if they don't feel like the session was worth it and they're not satisfied with the session, don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I make a, a payment plan. So if somebody doesn't have the funds in order to pay for a, pay for a, a package up front, mm-hmm. let's do a payment plan. So, so no matter what, no matter what the objection is, there's, there's a way around it. And it, uh, it doesn't usually come down to money for the reason why somebody's not going to buy. Now, there are those instances where it does, but typically it doesn't come down to cost as much as do they trust you? Right. Do, they, do they believe that you can help them? Because if they fully believe that you're the solution to their problem, they're going to typically make it work. 
-hmm. As long as we have the processes in place to, uh, to make the money side of things work like a, you know, like a, like a care credit, for example, Mm -hmm. um, some way to make it so that they can, they can pay, but they're not necessarily stuck with that big lump sum in the, in the beginning, they have a payment plan throughout the, the longer period. Yeah. Are you, are you using care credit? I did for a little bit, but they take too much money. Yeah. And so I, I, I went away from that. I'm thinking about using some, using PayPal because mm-hmm. PayPal is a card that I, I believe is, I haven't used it yet. Um, I've, I've been doing a couple of, of self, uh, cause this is how you do it as well is, mm-hmm. is you self finance, right? Not really finance, but you, you allow them to pay over an extended period of time, which doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't cost them any money. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a win-win situation, but you are liable if they don't pay, you got to right. chase them, chase them down, which is the, the, the scary part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't, since we've been doing that for a little over a year, we haven't, maybe it's been a year and a half. We haven't had to chase anyone down. There've been a couple of times where cards didn't run through and it wasn't like a chase. Like I've experienced in the past where people are like dodging you, you know, and they're like, oops, oops, didn't get paid or something like that. But so why is it that you think, um, most people struggle. I would say most other physical therapists who are, who are thinking about charging cash or charging cash. Why do you think they're struggling getting past the money conversation, getting past the objection of insurance and, Oh, it's too much. Cause they aren't their typical patient. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is you're not your typical patient. What, what I pay, you know, what I pay two fifty for a session this very minute. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I would not. But if I was in this, if I was in the circumstance where my pain was stopping me from doing X, Y, and Z, and and working comfortably, sleeping a full night's rest, two fifty, I would absolutely pay that. Mm-hmm. I would I would pay a couple thousand dollars to get my life back. And so I think a lot of people get stuck on, you know, you're not your patient. Somebody else is your patient, and somebody else is wanting you. They're looking for you. They're looking for a solution. They don't want payments. They don't want injections. They don't want surgery and they want their life back. They don't know where to get it. And that person is not thinking about cost. They're thinking about a solution. And if you can be a solution to that person, um, you know, that you can't really put a a, a money, a dollar sign on that. And there's so many people out in, out in, you know, in the public that are looking for you. They're looking for a solution and they've gone to PT, they've gone to Cairo, they, they currently go to massage and they find a little bit of, uh, of help, but they don't find any long-term lasting effects. And um, they're paying money. They're paying money to somebody and they're, they're not finding a long-term solution even though they're paying money to somebody. Um, so it's, it's really not getting caught in looking at the mirror and thinking about that you're your own patient mm-hmm. and don't. And, and also don't listen to people that tell you you charge too much. Listen to the people that pay for your services. Listen to them and see what they think about it and find more of them. Right. Right. That's awesome. No, have you had other people tell you you charge too much, like physical therapists or, you know, people around you saying, hey, Derek, you shouldn't be charging that much, even though they're not your patients? Um, yeah, definitely. I, I have some people that I went to grad school um, with it, have told me that, but you know, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just kind of yeah. laugh it off and say, well, I've got 15 patients this week. Um, we'll keep going. 
Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think at, at some point I was struggling and this was like 10 years, uh, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less. And Andre was like, Aaron, well, your patients keep coming in. You know, they, they, they think you're, you're doing great for them. And I was like, oh, yeah, listen to what the patients want. So how do you um, find your perfect patients? Like, what are you doing to get in front of these people who um, want you to help them and need you to help them, you know? Uh, the biggest thing, the biggest driver for me in the first year has been workshops. Mm-hmm. It's been getting out in the community, going to gyms. Um, I was in a situation where I was renting space out of, for the first like eight months, I was renting space out of a out of a facility that had enough room for a workshop. So I would run one of those every month and get some people in from there. Um, but that was the biggest driver was just getting in front of people. Because I, I think the, the quicker that we can get in front of people, I mean, the, the, the quicker they're going to know, like, and trust you, and the, the faster they're going to come in for a visit. So how did you, can you tell us a little bit about the workshops? Like, how did you, like, get them booked? You know, like, what, what was the easiest way or what was the way you found to be able to go and say, hey, get a, get a workshop at, like, you know, the gym or burn boot camp or something? How did you get, get those contacts? When you didn't uh, honestly, them? I just emailed everybody. And if they didn't get back to me, I emailed them again. And if they didn't get back to me, I emailed them again. Um, you know, I, I, it, I would have stood better chance if I probably would have walked in there. And some mm-hmm. people never got back to me, but it was just totally fine. Um, but walking in there, I probably would have stood a better chance of getting a workshop with them. But at the same time, there's so many gyms and healthcare facilities. And it's insane how many there are around. So... I mean, if you're, if you want to work with like CrossFit athletes, obviously you should just go to the CrossFit gyms and walk in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm just, I want to work with active people. I don't necessarily want to work with, not that I don't want to work with them. I definitely do, but I'm not like stuck into a niche. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to work with everybody, everybody that's, that wants to stay active and healthy and mobile. Um, they're my patient. Yeah. So I was fine. Let me just email all the gyms in the area and let me, let me, uh, Invite them for coffee, first of all. Hey, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your gym. I want to see if I can save uh, your clients from falling off your schedule. So right there, I'm trying to offer them something of a value, right? It's, it's, I'm trying to save them money mm-hmm. by saying, hey, let me, let me offer you something of value. Let me get in front of your clients. Let me do free movement screens, free movement assessments. I'll even give them one or two things that they can start doing immediately so that they can, they can feel better in their workouts. And if you're having if you're having clients fall off of your off of your schedule, let's talk about it. Right, that's awesome. And, and so every it's a win win for everybody. It's a win for the client because they feel better. They keep being able to exercise. It's a win for the the personal trainer or the gym because that client keeps coming in and paying them. And then it's obviously a win for me because I'm helping people out and I'm making money as well. Right, that's great. So you're not like leading with a hey, I'm a physical therapist and I do these great workshops on plantar fasciitis, you're leading with something of value, asking questions, you know, inquiring, right? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what, what, what do they struggle with? Mm -hmm. And and that's really that I can help with, obviously, what do they struggle with that I can help with? And it's, it's people falling off due to injury. Right. My brother's a personal trainer and he knows exactly how it is. He has to refer out. um, He has to refer some of his clients out to a physical therapist, Um, you know, and, and that costs him money. Yeah. Yeah. So once someone says, 
yes, Derek, let's meet for coffee, you know, or they're interested in chatting with you. How does that, how do the next steps go? What's, what do you offer? How do you get in to run this workshop? Um, the far majority of them have been, uh, just pure movement screen. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me, let me, you know, let's meet for coffee. Let's talk. Okay. Then they, we start to start to conversate and figure out, Hey, well, maybe we could be a good match here. Um, when can I come in and, and, you know, during or at before or after one of your gym sessions, um, and offer free movement screens to anybody that wants them. Mm -hmm. and, and that's worked really well. And then I'll go straight from there. So I'll do a movement screen on the, the individual and say, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. But what I would like to do is offer you a free total body diagnostic where you can come into the clinic and sit down with me for 30 to 40 minutes. We'll dive into this uh, quite a bit deeper. Um, and I'll know, I'll know better exactly what's going on. Uh, and we could talk about Kara moving forward. If that's something you're interested in. In. I'm like, heck yeah, let's do that. And then right there, it's, it's don't expect the person to call you. They're not going to call you. Mm -hmm. so I made that, I made that mistake in the very beginning was like, okay, well reach out to me and, and we'll get that set up. Yeah. You know, that's, that was a, a big mistake. Nobody calls. And so it was, I had my phone right there, knew my schedule. Hey, when can you come in schedule them right from my phone right there, or at least get their information and, and call them on, on Monday morning. But even that it's hard to get people to come in. Mm -hmm. It's like try and get them scheduled right in the moment. So get the commitment right away. Like not just a verbal commitment, but they got to take some kind of action, whether it's, you know, like creating a commitment of scheduling or of, you know, even probably when you come to the PBDs, like putting some money down, right? Yeah, I, that's, that's a good idea. I think putting, having somebody pay some money obviously is going to, get them a little bit more invested and it's going to show you how, how, and how willing they are to move forward with care. Yeah, and I'm not saying like pay for the TBD, but you know, versus I think one of the things that um, Tyler struggled with, and I don't know if you know this was like over the winter, he was getting a lot of TBDs and he'd get people at the end and he wanted to give them so much value that he was like, well, we'll do the, the eval next week and he wouldn't get them to commit financially and they just disappear versus converting right then and getting that commitment of let's pay for today or let's, let's commit to the plan of care, that kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking of. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you had a similar experience at all? Like we're, we're going from the free visit to the paid eval has you, you've struggled with that and figured out a, a way to make that work the best. Yeah, definitely. I, I still struggle with it. Yeah. It's because it, everybody's a little bit different. You're like, what do, what do they want? Um, how can I show the most value? Do they really want me to sh give them a little bit of treatment and see if I can improve their symptoms in five minutes? Or would they rather just talk? Mm -hmm. What is, what is somebody I, you, and you're, you're always taking guessing a little bit. Um, but right now I'm transitioning cause I was doing a lot more. Okay. Let me just show them that I can help them by actually mm -hmm. helping them and doing a little bit of treatment. But I, I feel like that's kind of hasn't worked as well. So what I'm going to transition to now is, um, you know, it's always a test retest all the time, but I'm going to, I'm going to transition to, let me just talk more. Let yeah. me ask them, let me ask them more personal questions. Let me ask them what they want in a physical therapist. Let me ask what a perfect treatment uh, looks like to them, what it stops them from doing, what their number one goal is, and just listen a lot more and talk a lot more. 
and do a very, very little amount of movement and just do enough screening and identify the problem, push them where it hurts and say, I can help you. Mm -hmm. The end. And I, and I think that's going to work a little bit better, especially with the amount, because we just started running some Facebook ads that have get, gotten us some traction. We've got quite a few of these TBDs lined up. Um, and I could feel, you know, I could find myself getting frustrated if I'm like, gosh, I can help you. I know I can help you. And I give you treatment. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Uh, but this way, just talking with them a lot more, I think will um, help me out as well. It won't, it won't allow me to get as frustrated if people don't move forward with care. But I think my, I'm hoping that it also improves my, um, my rate as far as people moving forward. Yeah. So what's so frustrating about it when patients aren't moving forward with care? Uh, because I feel like I give so much for free, right? So when, I, when, I, when they come in, it's a full 45 minutes. I basically treat it like an evaluation, which mm -hmm. I think has bit me in the butt a little bit as far as, as, far as my mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, giving so much value to somebody um, and then they don't move forward when you know you can help them. You prove to, the, to them that you can help them. Um, like, for instance, I just had a patient come in for one of those free ones and I gave her some treatment and then she ended up coming in for, for one visit um, and dropped off. And I was like, well, what, what happened there? What, do, what did I do wrong? And the next thing I know, she's over at the medical massage clinic. And she's like, well, I, don't, I didn't think physical therapy could, was going to get me all the way there. I'm like, where did I go wrong? And it, it, it really, it, it came down to the cost. It definitely uh -huh. came down to the cost. And so that's another question that I need to address during that, that TBD. It's a lot mm -hmm. more about, at least I'm starting to find out, that it's a lot more about, let's just, let's just handle these objections. Let's handle the cost objection. Let's handle mm -hmm. the fear objection. Let's handle all these objections and then show them a little bit that I can help and identify their problem, not treat them, and, mm -hmm. and, but more identify their problem and, and talk about all the objections that they have in their, in their head. And then I think that I think, and I'll, you know, I'll update you on my fourth episode. Mm. <laughs> I'll let you know if this seems like it's, it's worked out a lot better. Um, but I think, I, I really do think it's going to help. And then I, I, I know for a fact that it's going to help me as well, because I get frustrated if I'm offering all this treatment and then they don't move forward. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you're on the right track because, you know, I've noticed this and it's interesting. People will ask me questions about Aaron, can you help me with this or help me with that? I was like, well, look, you're not a client, <laughs> you know, you're not paying me yet, so I can help you, but you're probably not going to do anything because that's just typically if, if people aren't paying me something, you know, they're not really doing what, you know, like I'm not the per, you know, it's like, it's like, they're not contracted with me as the person to do something. There's just, it's like, Oh, it's good advice. Maybe I'll listen to it. Maybe I won't, but they're not a, you know, a patient or a client. And um, that's what I've found over, over, over the last four or five years is that, Oh yeah, that's what it is because I always know, like it's frustrating, but I know I can help you, but that person doesn't want me to help. They're willing to sit and wait another six to eight months to see if it just goes away by itself. Yeah. And that's why you have the free stuff, right? It's like yeah. here, I, for instance, I wrote a book for patients. If, if you're not going to move forward with care, let me mm -hmm. just give you a book and mm -hmm. start to educate you or um, read a blog post or let me send you something that you can start to learn 
a little bit more. And then maybe, hopefully, you'll start to trust me by reading that. Right. And then the next time I see you, it's not a question of if you're ready to move forward with care because you've read, you've read my book and you know more about me, you know more about my philosophy, you know more about your body, you know more about healthcare, and now you're finally ready. It's the same thing. I'm assuming it's the same thing with you. It's like I've got this free stuff. Hey, if you're not a client, read the free stuff. When you're ready, take action on the free stuff. After you've taken action on that, let's talk. And then we can move forward with, with, with uh, our services here. Yeah. What do you think it is that uh, is motivating these uh, patients to come see you, work with you? Is it something you're saying to them or is it, or is it something that, uh, that they have that's different than you know, maybe a, other, other types of patients or other people? Um, what motivates them to come see me? Like, what is it that, like, I guess maybe the question is, how do you find out, like, how do you get, how do you convert someone who's skeptical, who has some objections, how do you get that person to go, oh, yeah, you know, let's work with, I, I trust Dr. Nielsen, he can help me get better. And maybe the question is, like, what are the big objections and how do you conquer them? Or what is it that you've asked them and they and they have this aha moment. They're like, oh, now I trust them. Now I can move forward. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where the person comes from. So if, if they come from a workshop and they come in for a total body diagnostic, I stand a much better chance of converting that person. Mm -hmm. If they come in from Google and then they come straight to a total body diagnostic, that's a little bit more work mm -hmm. because that's the first time they've gotten in front of me. The, the, the quicker I can get in front of somebody, the more I can get in front of somebody, the more I can educate them, the more I can talk with them, the more they, they know I'm a real person. And the, the, you know, that starting to build that without, without ever having to say, this is your problem. Mm -hmm. But ju just getting in front of them and, and them starting to know you a little bit more um, brings so much value uh, with them moving forward with care. And that's why workshops really have been the best for me. By far, they've been the best because it allows me to get in front of the person not once but twice. Mm -hmm. I get in front of them for the workshop and then they come in for that total body diagnostic and I get in front of them twice. And then now, like I said, I, I've made a book and I'll give them a book in that, that total body diagnostic. Here, read this. This is going to educate you even more. And so the, the, the more value that I can bring um, to that person before I even ask for a penny from them. Mm -hmm. uh, with, let me back up with that total body diagnostic. I, I do bring value by treating them, but that just doesn't seem like that's been the, the catapult to get me to sign them up for a plan of care. But the more value I can bring with that book and the workshop and um, you know, I think that's, that's helped me out tremendously um, I, I do have a couple referral sources in the area that I get some referrals from as well. So obviously referrals are, are, are great. They don't need a whole lot of pushing in the direction to sign up for a plan of care. Um, but I always try to provide value before ever, ever asking for a single penny from somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So you said, I, I remember you told me, you said, Aaron, as long as I can get in front of someone, I can get, you know, who, who needs physical therapy. I could pretty much get them in to be a patient, you know? So, and, and, and you told me like, gosh, I'm, you know, workshops are, are tough because it takes a lot of energy. It's a lot of work, like it's inefficient. So what are some of the other things that you're doing to get patients in um, besides just doing workshops? What are some of the other things that have been working for you? 
Um, those really have the, been the big thing. Like I said, I've got a couple referral sources in the area. I had a chiropractor for some people to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a PA, a physician assistant, has referred quite a few people to me. She was a she was a patient to begin with. Okay. And then referred quite a few people to me. I've got uh, a, a psychiatrist has referred a couple people to me that was a patient. Um, so it's been it's been coming from all quite a few different angles. Some people have found us on Google. I ran a Google uh, a Google ad, which got me a couple patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then asking for referrals. You know, hey, where's, do you know any, and this, I just started doing this a little while ago is during that, at the end of that total body diagnostic visit, mm-hmm. um, right now I'm running a, a referral, a free session for if someone comes in saying, so the person um, gets a free session if, if somebody comes in off the street and says, hey, this person referred me. Mm-hmm. And then if they move forward with a plan of care, I'll give out a free session to the person that referred them. Oh, wow. Uh, for now, because I'm still building everything up. That's not going to be around long term, but mm-hmm. that's, a, that's here now. And um, at the end of every total body diagnostic, I'll, I'll say to the person, hey, if you benefited from this and you know somebody else you think would benefit from this, here's a card and please give it to them and have mm-hmm. them come in for a total free session. I've got a couple from that as well. Cool. So is that like just a regular business card you give them or is it something different? I was doing like a rat card. However big, I don't know how big those are, but I was doing a rat card and it, uh, and it seemed, it seemed to do well, but I think I'm just doing a, now I'm doing a regular size business card cause it's a little easier to carry around and just put it in your wallet. Yeah. Is smaller. it just like a, like, does it look just like a traditional business card to have a different message on it or anything like that? Yeah. Well, it, it does look like a traditional business card and it has, has the phone number. And then I actually bought a domain that's uh, freeptvisit.com. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if they type in freeptvisit.com, it just takes them right to my, my website page that has the total body diagnostic right on it. Oh, so, wow, it's an, awesome. so it's an easy URL to remember. <laughs> that's so great. Dude, how'd you come up with that? that that's really like, <laughs> that's really an awesome idea. I, uh, Frank Kern. Yeah. I was, I, I was following him for a while and he was using all these URLs to try and get people to to buy into his products. I'm like, why don't I just buy a URL for a free PT visit? Yeah. And then, yeah. It's just an easy way for people to remember. And Dang. That's a great strategy. Are you doing that anywhere else or is this like the first one, first thing? I, I'm doing it for the the book as well. Mm-hmm. I've got a book and it's uh pain, the pain relief book.com. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's, That's so cool. cool. And I, I, I was doing, I was trying to get people to opt into the book, but I just started, uh, I'm a little off topic, but I just started, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? You, I don't even need you to opt in. Just read the dang thing. I don't want <laughs> your email. I don't want your name. I don't want your phone number. Um, yeah. here, just type in the URL, get the book, read it. If you like it, there's a call to action in it for a free visit. You can come in for a free visit. Mm-hmm. Um, has it worked? I don't, I don't know if it, it really has worked a whole lot yet, but it's still in, in its infancy. And my, you know, my, my business and, and my Google, 
my SEO is not that great. So people aren't finding me that much, but I have a feeling what's going to happen is that continues to get better. A lot more people are going to get the book and a lot more people are going to start coming in after they read it. I'm hoping. Right. Right. Well, from what I see, like, like uh, your posts on Facebook, when you're talking about the book, like it's great, it's amazing and great information. And you know, it positions you as an authority. It's like, hey, I'm Dr. Nielsen in Durham, and I wrote a book on how to, you know, how to get out of pain or, you know, and live an active life. And it's like, oh, like, what other doctors in Durham have a book? Yeah. And I was, I was talking know? with Tyler about this. Is I'm actually going to change the name of the book because it's right now it's like how to get out of pain and back to yeah. living actively. But I'm going to change the name to misdiagnosed. Uh-huh. Because I, <sighs> Because I think a lot of people will see that and be like, have I been misdiagnosed? And be like, oh my gosh, I need to check if I've been misdiagnosed. Yeah, that's that great. Book. Dude, that's awesome. We're going to do, and, and you know, it's interesting. There, we're, I'm playing a master class next week um, for the Platinum Mastermind members on, on publishing a first book. So, um, and getting it listed up on Amazon. So that'll be interesting to, to hear um, what you've done and, and, and get yours up there too. So, I mean, that's a great, I think that's, I mean, that's a great title, man. I think that's, that sounds really awesome because it's um, yeah, it, it puts a question in people's minds because you know, how many people come in to, to see you and say um, I have bursitis, you know, in my hip. And I think it's right. I think I got it from my parents because my parents have bursitis. Yeah. <laughs> and all they did was push on it. And yeah. they diagnosed me with bursitis. Yeah. Or just took a, or they just, they didn't even push on it. They just gave me an uh, x-ray and there was nothing was fractured. So it must be bursitis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, you know, I, I'm hoping the title of that book gets people often into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So um, tell me about, uh, so we got we got the marketing, your best marketing strategies. What what are some of the marketing strategies that you did that didn't work? You know, that you're like, oh, that was a waste of time or money or effort. <laughs> Way more. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, like I've I've tried Facebook ads on my own. I haven't I've probably thrown a thousand bucks into it and haven't got anything. Yeah. Um I actually did get one total buy diagnostic out of it, but they didn't become a patient. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's been that cost me a lot of money. Um I've tried Google ads before. Um, I'm up on those, but not up su- substantially. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting out and trying to meet people. I I mean, I've met a whole lot of people in the community that hasn't worked out one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started a podcast where I, uh, I interview people in the community that are kind of like-minded like myself that are a little bit different approach to healthcare and pain um, in, in trying to get, trying to meet more people. And cause I've, you know, a lot of people um, I have found when you'll email them and uh, they won't get back to you and you email them again and they won't get back to you. Like, but if I say, Hey, I've got a podcast and I want to interview you um, on it, the chance of them getting back to me is a lot greater. Right. And for instance, I, I met a, I met a, an MD out here. Now she hasn't referred anybody to me and I don't know if she will. Um, but the chances of her allowing, allowing me to come in there and chat with her are, were very, very slim. But the second that she heard, Hey, can I interview on my podcast? I want people to know more about uh, what you do and how you help people. 
um, and because she's direct primary care and tell mm-hmm. people about what direct primary care is. She's like, heck yeah, all about it. Yeah. The, I, the chances of me getting in front of that people without having that podcast would probably very slim. I don't think she would have given me the, the chance. And I'm going to meet um, a, a surgeon out here in Raleigh, um, a shoulder surgeon. And same thing, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. He probably wouldn't have given me the chance if, if I didn't have a podcast. Um, yeah. So that's allowing me to get in front of more people. And, and that's totally free, right? I mean, yeah. it's not going to cost me anything. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, uh, like, I think it's the, it's, I mean, it's so much more valuable <laughs> for them. Like, it positions right. them, you're positioning them as the expert. And, like, here, I'm going to give you tremendous value. Let me, let me um, put you up on a pedestal and talk to you about, about you, about what you like to do in front of our community. That's right. Amazing. It's the same thing with the patients, right? It really is. It's like, how, how can I give somebody value before I ask for anything? Mm-hmm. Like with everybody, if you want to build a relationship with somebody, if you want them to become a patient, if you want to go and meet with them, like how can I show value before I ever ask for a single thing? If we can show so much value in the beginning, they're going to be willing to part with a lot more money in the, in, on the back end. Right, right. Are people starting to approach you um, to connect with you about patients? And have you ever been on the receiving end of a not of a no value introduction? <laughs> Do you know, like a negative value introduction yet? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I've had a couple personal trainers reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lady that I've met in the area that's connected me with quite a few different people. Um, yeah, so it's been here and there. Yeah, because like I've received more often than not and I don't get them a ton either but it's like it's like hey I do x y and z you should send me your patients and I'm just like wait a minute yeah like 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 I don't you know like when you receive that and you get that and you think about like huh that's not how I want to come across you know and that's like you know that's like how typical PTs go to MDs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like hey I can help you out let me have your patients they're like what <laughs> well, no, to my patients. I can I help that. people with back pain. You know? Yeah, I, I can just give them these. You know, I can give them Percocet, <laughs> yep. or whatever it is. Um, here's an off-topic question: when We're talking about opioids. How come in the movies, when these actors take opioids, they always put them in their mouth, look up at the sky, and crunch them? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I was watching movies, like. <laughs> Like, like they can't find what, like they're in the desert and they can't find any water. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get them down somehow. (laughs) So, um, that's awesome. So (laughs) I just want to, you know, I I haven't asked anyone that question yet. Um, maybe I'll start asking that until I get the right answer. (laughs) So Derek, tell me about some of the sales strategies you you use. So there's marketing and then there's sales, right? There's, you know, it's like that. Tell me, like, in your definition, what's the difference between marketing and sales? Marketing is getting them to know who you are a little bit. It's just getting your name out, your business out, who you can help, um, educating them about what you do. Um, Sales is really, in in my mind, is sales sales is getting them in front of you and and getting them into the clinic and um, showing them that you can help with their exact problem. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you don't, if, if you could do both, the, the, it's a lot easier to market to them on the front end and give them value, give them education, blog posts, book, videos, 
And then it's going to be a whole lot easier to sell that person on the back end because you've already given so much value. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a lot harder to go from directly to a sell without um, marketing. Right. Right. And when it comes to the time to sell or create your offer or say, Hey, Ms. Jones, it's going to be $2,000 to, you know, fix you um, or help you fix yourself. Did you ever struggle with that part? I still do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With, with the, the assurity that I can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's p- part of the reason why I have that satisfaction guarantee is for me. Yeah. You know, it's because I genuinely want to help somebody and there's people that I can't. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I do feel bad, uh, you know, when they're having a part with money that didn't give them a solution. Right. Right. Have you, have you had anyone come back to you and say, Hey, Derek, you know, like I'm not satisfied with the treatments and ha- asked for their money back? No. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has asked for the money back. I, in fact, I even do have a patient that I didn't get better, but she still wrote me a fantastic Google review. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Why is that? Why do you think that was the case? I don't know, but I, I, t- I talked to her a couple weeks ago and she's like, Hey, I, I want to come back in there. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, but I just referred you out. Like I, I referred you out because I wasn't getting you to the place that you were. And she's like, well, I think I'm going to break my arm and come back in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's great because you're doing something, right? You care about, pa- you show you care about patients. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And it's, it is hard. The money side of it is, is hard. Sometimes it's, um, when I can get, when I can give somebody the result, I'm like, damn, I should have charged more. Mm-hmm. but it, but it's those people that you, you don't get the result that you really, at least for me, I really struggle with. And, um, I am starting to offer packages. So I just raised my, my rates because I did have, I was having some patients drop off after a couple of visits cause they were getting some pain relief. Um, and, uh, and they didn't want to pay the price. And so I raised my rates, uh, at least my, my single session rates, um, they're about they're fifty one dollars higher than if you buy a package. So I'm trying to combat the the people that just want to come in for two visits and then stop showing up. Um, I mean, if they want to pay fifty one more dollars a session just to come in a couple times, that that's okay, I guess. But I'd rather have the person that's going to get the long term result, uh, and, and which is why I'm showing them that I'm saving them a lot more money if they 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 buy a package. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a price anchor. You basically like, it's definitely, you can, pay, right, yeah. you can pay, you know, 250 bucks, you know, come in one at a time. Or if you commit to coming in over the course of time, I'll give you a, you know, a discount for committing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the people get a lot better results when they keep coming and they show up those, you know, those eight visits or so they're going right. to get a lot better result than if they come up for the two and then they just stop showing up. So I'm trying to stop that. Mm-hmm. And, by, and I'm stopping that by that price anchor. Yep. Yeah. So how come, or how do you, like if someone comes in and, you know, here's one, one question and objection I get from a lot of people is like, well, if I sell them eight visits and what if they're better in five, what do I do? Um, it it depends on what, what they define as better. Right. So is better they're out of pain or is better that they, they move great and they function well. Because I, I find I find a lot of the times that even eight sessions isn't enough. 
mm-hmm. but it's, but it, again, it's the, it's the cost thing sometimes where it's eight sessions is enough for them, but there's still so much that, that I can work on with them. But it, again, it's like what, and I always ask the patient this, it's like, what do you want? Do you, do you want um, to move better in your neck, even though you complain of back pain? Cause we, there's a lot of neck stuff that we can work on. I see you don't move well there. I see your shoulders need some work. I see your knees need some work. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like I could go for the far majority of patients. I could go 15 visits, Yeah. Um, you know, and get them moving better all around. It's not just about the area that hurts. Mm-hmm. It might even just the area that hurts might be the problem that brings them in. It's keeping them from doing what's important to them, but not close to the only thing that's like inefficient and not working well for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's always something to work on. <laughs> right. There always is. And the other thing is like, I have patients that, uh, they start feeling better and, and they don't want that full body thing. They just wanted the pain relief. And, and I let them know, Hey, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Like, because, because I can work on other areas and I, and I'll tell, I'll show them and say, Hey, this should be moving like this. This should be working better. It doesn't hurt, but there still is a problem here. Right. And I do have some patients that, that they don't want me to address that. You know, they're, they're not ready for, uh, you know, they're not athletes. They're not, mm-hmm. they're just, you know, fifties, sixties, and they just want to go through their day, be able to go on walks, ride a bike, you know, that type of thing. And so they'll buy a package from me for the, to save the money. Um, but then if they don't use all of them, they save them. Yeah. You know, so when they need them in the future, they've got two or three visits that they've already paid for whenever they need them. Mm-hmm. So the so package, even if I don't use the full eight visits, you know, I'll let them know that, well, there's things to work on with you. We could do that, or you can save those three visits for a later date when you need them. What would you like to do? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So tell me a little bit about, before we wrap up, what's, uh, what's in store for you in the, in the next year? Like what's, what's your goal for year number two? Um, I just hired a front desk. She's only working about 12 hours a week, 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal is to get her up to 25 or so. I think she's going to cap me at like 25 hours a week. She doesn't want to work more than that. Yeah. But I might have to get another front desk. We've got a lot of, we just started the Facebook ads, which have been a lot of leads. Um, coming through. So that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, But my goal is to get full. My goal is to see 25, 25 a week and I'll be happy. And then um, I would love to be able to start at least considering bringing on another PT within another year. That's not necessarily find one, but at least start saying, okay, I feel like I have, I can count on this amount of patients showing Mm -hmm. up every month. I can count on this amount of leads coming through. And I can see, um, you know, I can see by uh, mathematics that we're growing. And right. so I can start to count on things um, and then kind of give a good estimate of, okay, I, I know I'm going to need PT within six months. And then um, bring somebody on. That's where I, within a year I would like to be really seriously considering bringing on another another PT Mm-hmm. Do you know what you need to do or what metrics you need to hit to make that happen? Right now I just have a marketing problem. Yeah. That's my, and we're starting to figure that out. 
we're starting to get a lot more leads coming through. My SEO is starting to get better. So some people are starting to find us on Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my big, my big uh, flaw right now. But I, I know what's going to happen is, is now that we're starting to get that stuff, I'm going to see another hole in the bucket that I'm going to have to plug. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly where that is yet, but it's definitely, I know it's coming. And so there's always going to be something that, that we need to do. But right now there's, there's a marketing problem with, um, with getting leads and we're starting to figure that out. So, um, where I'm going from there, I don't know yet, but I know, I know it's going to all of a sudden pop up and it's definitely going to let, let it be known that I need to work in a different area. Yeah. Awesome, man. So if, uh, you had some advice to give to someone else who's recently started their cash practice or they've been struggling for a while and we want to scale up and hit some, you know, good realistic numbers. Um, what would you, what would you have to say, you know, to them? I mean, I was, I would say start real cheap. First of all, don't overextend yourself, start really cheap. Um, and then come up, come up with a really good workshop presentation. Like I started with teaching off of a PowerPoint and I actually turned that PowerPoint and it's the foundation of my book because mm-hmm. the, the PowerPoint was converting really well. So I turned that into a book and added on to it. Um, but that's the foundation of the book that I made. So I would recommend come up with a really good presentation. And the presentation that I made was I initially made it for, I think I initially made it for back pain. Mm-hmm can't remember. I think it was for back pain, but that same foundation was, I could use it for shoulder pain. I could use it for neck pain. I could use it for knee pain. And I really didn't have to change anything. Um, so if you come up with a really good presentation and you can use it for anywhere in the body, um, I would say get out in front of people because it doesn't cost you any money and don't be afraid to just keep asking, keep asking gyms, keep asking personal trainers, keep asking, you know, even doctors like, don't be afraid to keep asking. Email them. They don't answer you. Email them a week later. They don't answer. Email them a week later. Later, And just keep reaching out. Um, that's what helped me in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me, uh, got the ball rolling. It allowed me to get a little bit of revenue so that I could start putting money towards other areas that can work without me working. Yeah. So when, when you had said, like, start cheap, like, what do you mean? Like, where, when, like? We talking fifty bucks, or I mean, expand, like can you explain a little bit more? Clarify. I mean, I I started. Yeah. I rented space out of a out of a a wellness center, and it cost me it cost me like three fifty a month. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think I had like twenty something hours a week within there. Um, so I didn't have a designated place. I, I literally I would I would share a space with the people. Um, and I had to, and the reason why I left there was because I was busier than, than all of them, but I didn't have my own room. Mm-hmm. And, and so when they came in and they had clients, I had to leave the room and go into a different room. And I was like, this just isn't going to work for me, but I would you know, recommend just reaching out to even a gym. Like they might have an open room for you. Um, and you can do a workshop right side inside of that gym. Or massage, you know, massage clinic. There's a lot of massage therapists that have available rooms. They're not, they're not booked 80 mm-hmm. hours a week. They've got space um, and a table if you need one. I mean, they've got all this stuff sitting right there. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, just get out and, and find somebody that isn't utilizing all the space that they need. And they like gyms would love to have a physical therapist in house. They would absolutely love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what you're saying is really like get out there and, and, and make the essential, um, you know, get the essentials ready to go rather than, you know, making sure it's like the biggest, baddest, you know, 5,000 square foot clinic with all the latest equipment. It's more like just get the essentials and get in front of people. Yeah. I mean, basically all I started with was a table and a bed. Yeah. And my hands and that, and some needles. <laughs> it's yeah, and and a couple kettlebells. That's right, and a couple kettlebells. But it's I, you don't need a whole lot to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, Derek, thank you uh, so much. Um, that's great. I mean, some great nuggets. And uh, if someone wants to find out a little bit more about you, if they want to check out your book, you know, where where can they um, find your clinic and and uh, and get in touch with you? Uh, clinics called Kaizen Physical Therapy. Um, I named it that because my last name is Nielsen and I just didn't think Nielsen physical therapy sounded cool, <laughs> but Kaizen is, and I have people call me Dr. Kaizen. It's funny, Nice, but it's, uh, it, it's Japanese. It means continuous improvement. Um, so you could find me, find the website, kaizenpt.com. Um, or you can, you could look at the book and like I said, I don't make you opt in. So if you want to read it, um, and that was really the basis of my, my PowerPoint presentation for the workshops. So you'll see kind of exactly what I talked about in there if you read it. Um, and you can find that at thepainreliefbook.com. Um, and you can get that for free. Um, you can find me at Facebook just under my name, Derek Nielsen. If you wanted to contact me, ask me any of your questions, I'd, I'd love to be able to help anybody that I can. Well, that's amazing. And just so you know, like you picked the right name for your clinic because you are all about constant improvement and evolving. I mean, you've ever since that you contacted me the first time a few years ago, it's like, you're always out there looking for the next thing, how to improve myself. And, and you're looking to improve yourself, not just in clinical skills, but business skills and marketing and how do I help more people? So, you know, yeah, I appreciate that. I want you to take that as a big compliment. I appreciate that. (laughs) I do. All right. Um, Well, thank you for being here today. And, for the Cash PT Lunch Hour, this has been Aaron LeBauer and Derek Nielsen, and we'll see you guys next time. Um, dream big and go all in with go all in with your plans, and uh, we'll see you there. Peace. All right. Thanks. Hey, what's up? This is Aaron. Real quick, if you're just getting started with a cash practice, then be sure to check out my step-by-step checklist, which will walk you through the whole process. Go to cashptchecklist.com to get your free cash PT checklist, where you'll learn all the essential steps you need to take to get started. It's absolutely free and always will be. Over 5,000 people have already downloaded it, so make sure you don't miss out. And if you're already a business owner, but not generating the revenue you think you deserve or have the time, the freedom that you want, and you would like to grow and scale your business in the shortest amount of time possible, then you may be a great fit for my Cash PT Platinum Mastermind Group. Just head over to cashptmastermind.com where you can get all the details and apply for a free strategy call where you'll get clarity on your vision and a path to getting there.